Tell me if you've ever felt this when you've put out a piece of content in the world, whether it's a video or a podcast or a blog post. Who am I to teach this stuff? I'm not an expert. I don't have any credentials. My friend, welcome to the club. This is a very normal feeling. And what I'd like to do in today's episode is walk you through a formula to become an expert, to gain that confidence that you need so that you can get out there and help a ton of people. Let's discuss. Welcome to episode 79 of The Graham Cochran Show, where I'm here to help you build your online business, work less, and live and give more. I'm your host, Graham Cochran. Pumped to hang out with you today. We're going to talk about becoming an expert and how to feel confident when you deliver your content and you help people because I know you want that confidence and I know you need that confidence. Uh, And it's going to be super practical. This should be a super relatable episode. Uh, I'm going to just download everything I know about this topic to you and give you some helpful action steps so you can go do the homework after this episode. But before we jump in, if you are brand new to this show or the channel, or you're brand new to online business, or you haven't automated your business yet, so you're just making money every time you launch or promote something, but you're not making money automatically in the background using what I call passive income, you're missing out. I want to help you get passive income in your business to stabilize your income, to create more certainty, to give you more flexibility in your times. You can go create more new things and help a ton of new people while the income comes in. You got to understand that passive income isn't a magic trick. It's not uh, anything weird. It's just math. And there's a few key elements. There's four elements, actually, to creating real passive income. And I have an entire workshop that I want to give you access to, so you can just go watch that and implement all the stuff there. It's my passive income workshop. Inside this workshop, it's about 45 minutes. I walk you through the four components you need for passive income, give you a bunch of best practices on how to implement those, what tools you need, how to get them going, and then not just what four components you need, but how they affect each other and what order you need to create them so that they can start to operate for you and put money in your pocket. Specifically, by the end of this workshop, you're going to know exactly how to create $1,000 a month recurring passively in your business, even if you have only 30 minutes a day to create this passive income business. Bold promise, but it's pretty doable. You're going to see it that's a lot more doable than you think. And once you get that $1,000 a month rolling in automatically, then you're going to have the business foundation for a six-figure business passively or a seven-figure business passively, right? It's the same foundation that both of my businesses are built on. So I want you to have access to this workshop. It's 100% free. It's a lot of fun, a lot of action-packed material in there. Just go to grahamcochran.com slash workshop. It's that simple. grahamcochran.com slash workshop. I'm going to link to it below if you're watching on YouTube. Uh, Enter your email address there, and then you'll be taken right to the workshop page so you can dive in, take some notes, and create some passive income in your life. Okay. If you've gone through that workshop, or once you do go through that workshop, you're going to understand just, just how important one of those elements is, which is remarkable free content. Okay. I'm talking about content all the time. Teaching educating, sharing videos, doing podcasts like this, writing blog posts, all the above, right? So, so important. The problem becomes that so many people want the passive income 
uh, feel like they have uh, knowledge to share and they feel like they can help people. But when it comes to like putting out a video or a podcast, there's this disconnect because they don't feel like they're an expert. They don't feel like they're an expert. Uh, they don't feel like they have the right to teach something with a, a position of authority as if like, I know what I'm talking about. I'm going to teach to you. And there's something weird that happens where we just feel like, ah, oh, even if what we know is valuable and helpful, we feel like, well, I, I don't, I shouldn't be the one teaching this because I don't have a degree in this subject or I don't have any certifications or um, I don't have any outside credibility from respected people in this space, right? Whatever it is. For me, with the recording revolution, my first business, uh, I was teaching people how to record music. And even though I've been doing that since I was in high school, and even though I'd gone to audio school, uh, and even though I was doing it professionally for freelance, um, I didn't really feel like I had the credibility to teach it because nobody knew who I was. I wasn't some famous audio engineer. Back then, it was the recording and mix engineers or producers who had worked with Taylor Swift or Beyonce or any of these people, it was those people that were teaching recording and mixing because it would make sense to listen to them because they're making the records that we're hearing on the radio. And I, I didn't have that credibility. So I felt like, who am I to teach this? Does that make sense? If you've ever asked, who am I to teach this? Or I'm not an expert, or I don't have any credentials or credibility. If you've ever had any of those thoughts, you're dealing with something that's called imposter syndrome. You feel like an imposter, like you don't belong, like eventually someone is going to figure out that you're not some expert, and uh, that freaks you out because nobody wants to have that sort of light turned on and feel like, oh gosh, I'm faking it. But it was a couple of things. I'm, I'm going to show you how to become an expert, but before I show you that, I want you to understand how normal this is, okay? According to the International Journal of Behavioral Science, 70% of people 70% of people, three out of four, have feelings of being an imposter or a fraud in their work or career. 70% of people feel like they have feelings of being an imposter or a fraud in their work or career. Even highly educated and accomplished professionals like physicians and marketing, marketing executives deal with this. Again, according to the International Journal of Behavioral Science. This just tells me that this is a very common problem, even for successful people. There's just something human about it. So welcome to the club. If you've ever felt that, it's completely normal. And guess what? What that stat tells me is that it's not going to go away if you become accomplished or become an expert in your field or get the credentials or credibility you think you need. Hasn't gone away for me. Now, it can be mitigated. It can be mitigated, but it doesn't go away entirely. It's, I think it's human nature. Uh, there might be a few of us that just have so much confidence that we never have moments of doubt or imposter syndrome or feeling like, oh, am I a fraud? It's definitely been mitigated for me, but it's still there. It was there when I shifted from teaching audio and recording to teaching passive income and online business. It was scary to start a whole new business and, and tell people that I'm an expert on passive income. But you know what? I am. I am, but I sometimes don't feel like I am. So it's there. So welcome to the club, but there's just two quick things you need to remember about this whole expert status. Because I'm going to teach you how to become an expert, but I don't think being an expert really is all that big of a deal, to be honest with you. And there's two reasons why. One, people don't need you to be an expert. 
they don't care about you being an expert. You know what they care about? They're, they care about you getting them results. They care about you getting them results. At the end of the day, people want change in their life. And if they're coming to you, whether it's for change in their health or fitness, change in their music sounding better, change in their income potential or change in their business, going from you know stressed out and chaotic and 80 hours a week to working 20 hours a week and making twice as much, that's what people come to me for. Whatever it is they're coming to you for, they're looking for change. They don't care if you're an expert. What they really care about is can you get them results? So if you can get people results, that becomes your credibility. When you give someone a helpful framework in a, a blog post or a podcast or a video and they go implement the stuff in that framework and it gets them results, you're an expert in their mind because you just got them results. That's what people care about. They care about results, not you being an expert. And number two, you just need to be one step ahead of your audience on their journey. You don't have to be at the top of the mountain looking down on them saying, I can show you how to get to the top of this mountain because I'm already up here. You just need to be one step ahead of them while you're climbing the mountain with them saying, look, I can help you get to that next step. And as you grow, which we'll talk about here in a second, you'll have more experience to bring them along with you. Does that make sense? So for example, a lot of personal finance coaches got into personal finance, became finance experts, money experts, by sharing their personal finance journey. Maybe it was their goal to pay off a ton of debt or to build up some wealth or to become financially independent. And so as they started creating content, they shared what they have learned and what they've accomplished so far. And that motivates and inspires and helps people come along to where they are. So maybe they've already paid off all their debt and they're working on getting to their financial independence number, whether it's a million dollars or $2 million or 500,000 or whatever it is. The people who are, are deep in debt, they're not even thinking about financial independence yet. They're like, I just got to start getting on a budget and paying off debt. Well, the personal finance blogger who hasn't reached financial independence, but has paid off their debt can say, look, I can help you pay off your debt. And once they've helped people pay off their debt, at that point, they've probably gotten a lot further on the financial independence journey. They can bring them along a little further. See how see how we did that? All we're doing is, is bringing someone where we've been. And you can't take someone to where you've never been. Does that make sense? Because you don't know the way. So I don't want you to ever think that the goal here is to fake it, to lie to people and say, I can get you these results that you can't get because you've never gotten them yourself. If you are promising that you can get someone a result that you haven't gotten yourself, I want you to stop and seriously have a hard conversation with yourself about, are you in the right line of work? You should never promise something you can't deliver in the sense that you can never promise something that you've never done yourself. So don't teach what you don't know. That's fake. You don't need to do that. Even if you see other experts teaching it, if you have never experienced it yourself, go experience it first, then teach it. Okay, I just wanna make that clear. You'll sleep better at night and you'll actually be able to get people results because at the end of this day, at the end of the day, this business doesn't work if you don't get people results. So if you just have a lot of content that you're stealing from someone else and just spouting back out because it sounds good, but you've never experienced it yourself, that might fool somebody for a while, but eventually it's not going to work because you're not gonna get them results because you don't actually understand what they're saying fully because you haven't experienced it yourself. And if you don't get people results, they're gonna tune out because there's nothing powerful there. What's powerful in content creation and education and being a brand and being a personality and sharing and teaching, what's powerful is getting people results. And you can't get people results if you've never experienced them yourself. Does that make sense? 
So all that preface out of the way, I want to explain to you the secret (laughs) to becoming an expert. All right. You become an expert by creating content. Now, that might sound really ridiculous, but think about this. The more you know about a subject, the more you are considered an expert because you have so much experience and knowledge and expertise on a subject. How do you get to a point where you know more than the average person on a subject? I think you create content on the subject. Now, that might sound contradictory to what I just said about creating content on something you don't know about. That's skipping a few steps, but it's proving a point. I don't think you can create content on something until you know something about it. So how do you create content? Well, you got to go learn something about it and experience it. So here's, here's where I'm going with this. When If you've ever had this experience, you can read about something in a book. You can listen to a great podcast. You could download some of my content, let's say, and, 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 and understand it at one level. If you have to go teach what you just learned to somebody else, you're able to synthesize that information in a way that's unlike anything else. The the art of, and the the process of taking what you've learned, distilling it down to what could be repeated to someone else or, or given to someone else in a way that you feel like would create lasting change forces you to really process what you learned, pull out the good, dismiss the bad, clarify the stuff that's not so clear, and really put your own spin on it in a way because you're a unique person. You download information. You process it in a way that makes sense to you based off of your past experience, your personality, your goals. And then when you have to spit it back out to somebody, it comes out not only in its own unique way, but you have so much more understanding of it personally. My dad always tells me this Latin phrase, and I don't know what it is in Latin, so I can't tell you, but it literally means in English, to write is to think. Writing down what you just learned or what your thoughts are crystallizes your thoughts, crystallizes what you know or what you've ingested in a way that you better understand it as the creator. So here's the crazy thing. The more content you create, the better you understand what you're teaching and the better you understand what you're teaching, the more content you can create with more power. Does that make sense? So it works because of this. If you say, Graham Graham told me to become an expert, I need to create more content. Let's work backwards from following that logic. When you need to make more content, what does that force you to do? It forces you to think about what content your people need, what content your people want what content your people are searching for right now. Okay, so you're thinking about what they want, what they need. This makes you do research. I got to research their pains, their problems, their dreams or desires. I got to understand what they want deeper. So instead of just loosely understanding what they know, you're having to dive deep and better understand what they know because you want to create content on it and you want to create content that matters to them. So now you're doing research. To do research, this is always going to lead you to new insights. You're going to learn more about your audience. You're going to learn more about the way to get them what they need. You're going to learn more about yourself. And then when you teach this back to someone, this leads to new clarity and understanding for you. So the goal of creating more content steps you back to you having deeper understanding about a subject, 
which makes you an expert, which is going to allow you to create more content. And you see how it pings back and forth in this beautiful like tennis match of needing to make more content. So you go back and research and then you learn and gain new insights. You become an expert. So you create more content on your new expertise, which gets you more insight. And then you learn more about what people want as they react to that. And it's just this beautiful volley back and forth and you become more and more experienced. So what I'd like to do is walk you through something I just made up <laughs> called the expert formula. And I'm just, I'm joking, but like literally this is the process. This is how I've been doing it. And when I, this is, this is pretty meta. By me wanting to teach this to you, I had to formulate my thoughts. What have I been doing for 11 years to gain more expertise in these two niches that I'm in? It's this formula. You ready? It's pretty simple. But if you do these seven things, not only is your expertise going to increase, your confidence is going to grow, your content's going to get better, your audience is going to appreciate you more, which is ultimately going to grow your business, which is going to put more money in your pocket. It's going to give you more opportunities, and then this thing can continue. All right, the expert formula. Step one, determine an area of need that your audience has. Now, they might have many needs. Just determine one area of need that your audience has. So, for example, if you are a fitness health person coaching people on your YouTube channel, on your podcast, on your blog, whatever, as you look at your audience, as you've interacted with them, either even on social media, what is one area of need that they have? Is it nutrition? Is it uh, even more specific than that, like breakfast? People don't know what to eat for breakfast. Is it um, motivating themselves to get to the gym? Is it, I don't know, what is one area of need that they have? Determine that, okay? I'm just getting, letting you off the hook. There's a million needs they have. Just pick one. One core question or one core topic that you, in a way your audience keeps coming back to. And you're going to know what those four or five are, but what's one area of need? Determine that, okay? And if you can think of it off the top of your head, great. If you have paper and pen out, write it down. If you need to go research it, go do that after this episode, but it should be pretty intuitive if you've been making content for any length of time. What is one area of need that your audience has? Step two, read five books on the subject. Now, depending on who you are, that might sound like the hardest thing I've ever asked you to do or the easiest thing I've ever asked you to do. If you're a book junkie like me, you could have this done by next week. If I have the time, I give myself the time, I can read a book a day. Because really, uh, I, don't, I don't do audiobooks. I, I read physical books because that's faster. And I, I prefer to see the words and also I like to underline because all of that helps me crystallize what I'm learning. And I like to be able to flip back and forth and just skim things that I've underlined in the past. It's hard to skim an audiobook. So um, for me, physical books, I can read way much, way faster than an audiobook. So an audiobook that might take six hours to listen to, I could probably read in three to four. So that makes reading a book a day relatively easy. Now, I'm not saying you need to read a book a day, but it's pretty doable. At least a book a week is very doable, right? One hour a day or even 30 minutes a day, depending on how fast you read, you could crush a book a day, a book a week. So Read five books on the subject. That's easy for someone like me who just thrives off of books. Now, if you're not a book junkie, I'm not saying you have to become a book junkie, but if you want to be successful in life and you're not reading books, I don't know what's wrong with you. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna just pump the brakes for a second and go on a quick, quick tangent. You've gotta become a reader. 
And that can include audiobooks. So if you don't like physically reading, great. Get Audible, download books and listen to them either on your commute or when you go for a walk or just sitting out back at your house. I don't care. Find a way to read. It's the only way you're gonna grow. It's the only way you're gonna grow. Podcasts like this are great. Videos like this are great. But please read books. There's something powerful about a book. Something powerful about a book. So read books. So this might be the hardest thing I've asked you to do is read five books on a subject. But if you're not willing to read five books on a subject that you're building your business off of, you're not gonna go very far. Gotta read books. So read five of the, the top books on your subject. Just read them, okay? That might take you a while. That's step two. Step three, write down your 10 biggest takeaways from each book. There's gonna be a ton of information. Great, you can ignore or forget even 90% of it. But just what are 10 big takeaways that you got from each book? And I want you to write those down. So you write the name of the book, your 10 biggest takeaways from that book. Okay? That might take some time because A, you gotta read the book, and then B, you gotta pull out a piece of paper or a Google Doc or your phone notes app and sit down and think through, okay, of all the stuff I learned, is there one takeaway for each chapter? Because usually there's at least 10 chapters in a book. Are there just 10 main takeaways? They might've all come from the first two chapters. A lot of books are really solid, chapter one and two, and then you kind of get loosey-goosey for three to seven chapters, and then it kind of maybe finishes strong. Or a lot of books just start strong and just end poorly. I mean, I've read a ton of books. I've seen patterns. Not many books are solid all the way through. The ones that are, are gold. But still, you read the whole thing because you never know what moment might jump out at you, what takeaways you might have. So I want you to write down the top 10 takeaways from each book. That's step three, okay? If, you, if you're doing quick math, five books, 10 takeaways each, you've got 50 takeaways so far. You've already done more than most people are gonna do in their lives, so you're, you're already crushing it. Step four, I want you to group each takeaway into relevant categories. A, there might be overlap. There probably will be overlap between those top five books that you're reading and the takeaways that you get because they're gonna talk about similar subjects. But after you've got these 50 takeaways written down, you could probably group them into relevant categories, right? So if we're going back to the, the example of the fitness coach or the health coach or the nutrition coach, if food, what to eat, is one of the biggest needs your audience has because they'll follow your workout plans, maybe they'll get disciplined there, but food just trips them up, right? Whether it's what to eat when they eat out, what to eat on a holiday, what to eat when they're having cravings, I, I don't know, whatever. I'm sure food is like a big topic. So maybe you're reading the top five nutrition books that you can find. And of those takeaways, you got 50 takeaways. Maybe they're gonna be grouped into a cravings category, um, a you know recovery foods category, um, eating out category. I don't know. I don't know exactly what they would be, but you're probably gonna see some overlap in, could I group these 50 takeaways into four or five categories? No, no hard number there, but group them into categories. Number five, I want you to commit then to teaching each of those 50 takeaways that you got from those books publicly, whether it's in a blog post, podcast, or video, whatever your form, preferred format is, using my perfect blog post formula, okay? I did an entire episode video on this. Uh, I'm gonna link to that here in the video uh, for the podcast. Just search, I don't know which topic. Let me see if I can pull it up right here, um, which uh, number it was, the perfect blog post. Blog post. Come on now. Google Doc, don't fail me. 
All right, episode 60, how to structure the perfect video or blog post. So if you listen to the podcast, episode 60 will do it. Uh, I'm linking to it on YouTube as well. But there's an entire formula for how I create content for you that draws people in, that gives maximum impact, and that allows them to synthesize the information. So what I want you to do is teach all 50 of those takeaways using that perfect blog post or video post or podcast post formula. That's going to take you a while. If you do the math, 50, and I want you to be teaching at least once a week, you've got about a year's worth of content already mapped out from reading those five books. But anyway, I'm getting ahead of myself. So I want you to teach all 50 of those takeaways. Step six, I want you to pay attention. So when we teach, when we share, when we put content out there in the world, it's not just one side, it's not one way. You put it out there and then what? You pay attention to what the response is. So what I want you to do is step six is pay attention to your audience's reactions and light bulb moments. What trends do you see when you have taught certain topics over these 50 takeaways, these 50 posts, these 50 videos, these 50 podcast episodes? What are the, the trends that you see like, man, it seems like a majority of my people have the same light, few light bulb moments. Pay attention to those, write those down. And then step seven is rinse and repeat. Go determine another area of need that your audience has. Go read another five books on that subject. Go t- write down your top 10 takeaways from each of those books. Synthesize those 50 takeaways into 50 more posts or 50 more videos or 50 more podcast episodes and pay attention to what the light bulb moments and reactions are from those 50 posts. If you do this, you will have learned, synthesized, taught, articulated, seen responses to more content than most people will ever create in their life. You will know so much more about whatever topic it is just by going through this formula, this process that forces you to pay attention to what your audience wants, ingest a ton of high-level material, synthesize your own thoughts in an intense way, and then not just taking notes, teaching it back to other people, and then not just teaching it, but paying attention to what of what you taught resonates with them and look for trends. What this is going to do for you is not only give you a, a ton of experience in your head and a ton of expertise that, and, and ingested material, but you're going to move from just, I've read a lot, learned a lot, to a few of those areas of resonation, you know, resonating with people. Resonation is not a word, but resonating. Area of resonance with people. Those those big key areas are going to stick at the forefront of your brain because the more you teach something, you, you're going to know the top three or four or five questions, problems people have in areas where you can help them. You're going to see these things pop up. So for example, with the recording revolution, I was teaching and have been teaching for 11 years people how to make their music sound more professional using budget equipment at home instead of being in a professional studio. And while there are thousands of things I've taught and a million different you know, nuances we could pick apart, I've learned there's a few basic areas where people struggle and there's a few basic techniques or strategies that I've taught that have had the most impact. And I've taught a lot, and I thought a lot of the things were cool, but I, I've learned there's a few techniques that really have started to stick with people. If I'm teaching people how to mix their music, none of this will matter to you if you're not a music person, but this is just a good example. If I'm teaching people how to mix their music, I've taught them, look, mix in mono. It always works. Mix at low volumes. Reference professional mixes. 
Focus on EQ and compression for 90% of your mix. Spend 20 minutes of your mix without putting any plugins in. None of this makes any sense to you if you're not a music person, but these are like five or six go-to strategies that I have learned have had the biggest impact with people. When I share them and they go and do it, they come back saying, oh my gosh, that was game-changing. Oh my gosh, that worked. You know, of all the things I've learned from you, this is the one or two things that have made the biggest impact. I've learned that those are the big takeaways for people. So guess what? I repeat them a lot. Any podcast I'm on, any interview I give, what are some of your biggest tips, Graham? Oh, I'll tell you my biggest tips. Mix in mono. Mix at low volumes. Reference professional mixes. Do a 20-minute no-plugins mix. All the same things. These are the hot-button issues, the things that I've learned from learning them myself. Some of them I had to learn myself from other experts. Some of them I had to experience for a long time before I saw the value in them. Then some of them I taught that I thought would be not that helpful. And then it seems like it's the most helpful thing I've ever taught. So I've learned I never have to do research. I don't have to look at my notes. I know, I know what the big takeaways are. And I can spout them out anytime I get interviewed, anytime I'm with a new uh, client or Anytime I feel like I need to bring my audience back to the core basics that's going to light them up and empower them, I come back to these topics. That's the beauty of teaching all the time is that in a moment's notice, you can call to mind some of the five things that are really going to make a big impact in their world because you've done the research, you've taught it a bunch of times, and you've seen how it's helped people. Do you see how simple this is? But do you see how also how powerful this is for you that it gives you something tangible to work on? If we go back to the beginning of this episode, we talked about how most people don't feel like experts. Most people are waiting for some credential, some powerful social proof that they can slap on their website to make them feel good about themselves before they feel confident to teach this stuff. And At the end of the day, I don't think being an expert is that big of a deal because ultimately expertise isn't what matters. Results for your audience, for your students is what matters. And you can get them results by just sharing what's worked for you, by sharing what's worked for the people you've helped. You can also get results for people by learning from true experts who have helped other people, seeing what resonates with you, synthesizing that information, following this expert formula that I shared that gives you a ton of material to teach. And then when you teach it, it forces you to truly understand it. And it makes you more of an expert because you know more, you've understood more. And really, when you teach content, you get to then experience what really is helping people. And then that's the content you want to come back to in deeper and deeper ways. Not all of my content has been that helpful. Not all of the stuff that I think helps me helps other people. Not all of the Light bulb moments I've had have been light bulb moments for other people like you. We're different people. So while I might start with what I think is really helpful, while I might start with what I think is very insightful that I've learned from other experts, it may not be the most helpful thing. So I got to figure that out. I don't know that until I teach it to you. Don't be afraid of becoming an expert in front of your audience. Don't be afraid of that. You do not have to have it all put together. You do not have to have it all figured out before you share an ounce of content. In fact, if you wait till you feel like you're not an imposter, you probably will never make a piece of content. So start sharing now. But if you don't know what you're talking about, go get some experience, go read, go learn, go process. 
Go try it out for yourself. Then come back and report. That all makes great content. It all makes great content. You can't lead someone where you've never been before. So don't. But go learn. Go be led somewhere and then lead other people there with you. Do you see how this works? Okay. Two things. One, if you haven't already, if you're watching on YouTube, I want you to leave a comment below and let me know what is the one area that your audience has need of help in that you're going to go research and read those top five books on. You don't have to mention the books, but the area in your niche that you're like, my audience needs help in this area. I'm going to go become an expert in this area. Leave that comment below. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, I want you to write that down. What is that one area of need that I'm going to go become an expert on over the next few weeks and follow this expert formula? Determining the need, reading the top five books on it, distilling the top 10 takeaways from each book, teaching each of those takeaways using my blog post formula, learning what people are resonating with, the light bulb moments they're having, and rinsing and repeating. If you want to be able to do this and turn it into income, and you're like, Graham, I'm creating content, but where's the money part? When do I get to make income? Then you need to take this one component, remarkable content, which is one of the four passive income components, and add the other three elements to it. Okay? And I want to teach those to you in my passive income workshop. It's absolutely free. You're not only going to learn what they are, but how they work together and how you create an automatic income stream. Even if you don't know who to sell to, I'm going to show you how to find those people. Even if you don't know how to sell, I'm going to teach you how to do that. Even if you don't know any of the tech, I'm going to teach you how to do that. Even if you don't know how to start, I'm going to teach you how to do that and figure out what your idea should be. It's a free workshop. It's helped a ton of my students. It's going to help you out. It's at grahamcochran.com slash workshop. If you're listening on the podcast, otherwise, if you're watching on YouTube, I'm going to link to it here grahamcochran.com slash workshop. Watch that, take notes, become an expert on passive income, and then implement it and start to take your knowledge and start to take what you're learning about what your people want and turn it into a passive income stream to make your first $1,000 a month of passive income. Again, even if you only have 30 minutes a day to be chipping away at this. I know your life is full. I know your life is busy, but this is so doable. And a busy life is not an excuse to go out and create passive income. You can do this. All right. Check out the workshop at grahamcocker.com slash workshop. Thanks for hanging out with me today. Hope this was helpful. Hope this was insightful and encouraging to you. And as always, stay healthy, stay safe, have a wonderful rest of your week, and I'll see you on another episode real soon. 